millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. And as always, welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. Exciting because I get to spend it here with you guys chatting about the happenings of the world. Take a look at the Rumble chat. Does anybody else see this? It's like every other line is white. It's very odd. It means that I can't read the chats that are in white. Very strange. Anyways, the best laid plans of mice and men are often laid to waste. And I had planned to be in Missouri for Mike Lindell's election crimes event taking place right now. I was going to be interviewing people. Hopefully I was going to be streaming from the hotel room. And I was going to be hobnobbing with uh, the uh, uh, the biggest and brightest names in the election integrity space here in America. Unfortunately, I missed my plane last night. So I'm still down here in Florida, but never mind. That's fine. Sometimes God has different plans for you. That's obviously what's happening right now. And clearly, there's a lot of very important things to discuss. Yesterday, with the announcement of indictments in Georgia... On top of the indictments in New York, on top of the indictments in D.C., on top of the indictments in Florida. The only question I think a lot of us have is, where are they going to indict him next? Arizona? Michigan? Wisconsin? Well, Katie Hobbs has given us a clue. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We'll be right back after this. 
So a nationwide bank was recently hit by a massive cyber attack that exposed the social security numbers, full names, birth dates, and even more of nearly half a million banking customers. Now, unfortunately, for those that have been affected, the damage could have been minimized or prevented with a quality cybersecurity service like Virtual Shield One. Virtual Shield One includes identity protection, fraud monitoring, social security protection, dark web monitoring, an industry-leading VPN, malware, and ad blocking, online search data removal, and up to $1 million worth of insurance, and so much more. Now, the best part is you can get it all with a 60-day risk-free trial of Virtual Shield 1 using my special link in the description below. It includes unlimited access to Virtual Shield's identity protection suite and several other free gifts. So simply go to virtualshield.com forward slash redpill78 or just click the link in the description box below. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining me today. And yes, it does kind of suck that I missed my flight and I'm not in Missouri. But like I said, God has different plans for you all the time. And uh, if I was living my life based upon my own will, it would be something that I may not be able to live with. But today, because of my outlook on the world, I know that really the only person who's in control of what happens to me is my creator. So I have to just stumble along through life trying to make the best of every situation, trying to ensure that the best outcomes are arrived at. And one of those outcomes that I can imagine uh, is that I, I have the opportunity to continue to bring this very important information to you guys, uh, to share in the analysis of this information, I think that that is vitally important. It's the it's my life's work, if you will. And I want to say thank you to everybody for hanging out with us in the chat. If you wouldn't mind, please hit that like button. Let me just make this desk go up a little bit. Hit the like button. Hit the red pill if you're over there on the foxhole. Filter Dog One getting it kicked off. He says, "Let's kick it." Dropping a can. I sincerely appreciate it, my friend. All right, and uh, I'd like to know: Do you are you guys seeing what I'm seeing? In the chat over there on Rumble, every other chat is backed in white. It's just really odd, and I can't – oh, Esther says it looks clear to her. I don't know what the heck is going on. You guys will see here in a moment. Take a look. You can see there on my screen, uh, I have refreshed the page uh, on a number of occasions. I even closed down. I restarted my computer. I can't figure it out. I don't know what the heck the problem is, but – Anyways, um, let's discuss a little bit uh, about the possibility of this Wisconsin judge uh, being removed, facing impeachment. Now, this was a huge blow to the conservative, to the election integrity movement, I should say, in Wisconsin, because this brand new Democrat Supreme Court judge was recently elected. And because of her, it essentially sets the tone for election integrity and election security all throughout the state of Wisconsin. Now, uh, unfortunately for her, there are going to be a number of cases that come up in regards to election integrity. And uh, it looks like the Wisconsin State Assembly or legislature, I'm not quite sure uh, what their term for it is, uh, is suggesting that if she doesn't 
recuse herself from any of the cases that are soon to come before the bench in regards to elections, uh, then they are going to move to impeach her. So uh, the the win of this judge, I think a lot of people assumed that it was the death knell for election security in Wisconsin, and you know, rightfully so. Obviously, she's a, a leftist, a rabid Democrat. And uh, this, for the first time, would give the Democrats, the leftists, the edge they needed in the state of Wisconsin to push it further and further to the left. So uh, a statement coming from the uh, Speaker of the Wisconsin Assembly, there we go, Robin Voss, says, if there is any semblance of honor on the state Supreme Court left, you cannot have a person who runs for the court prejudging a case and being open about it and then acting on the case if you're an impartial observer. Now, of course, this is in reference to some public comments that she made suggesting probably that election fraud is uh, something that doesn't exist. It's exceedingly rare. We don't even need to talk about it because it's just one of those things. Now, uh, recently, WND, the original um, publisher of this article, reported specifically on how this chief justice had described shameful actions of the new liberal majority. The four liberal Supreme Court justices, without consulting the other three members of the court, fired the court administrator. That's right. They felt that it was incumbent upon them to make the unilateral decision to get rid of the person that they didn't like being in their way. The court's action today violates the Wisconsin Constitution, which endows the chief justice with administrative authority. So, At the end of the day, these four judges making this unilateral decision to fire the administrator, they didn't have the power to do it. They didn't have the constitutional authority to do it. And what's pretty interesting is uh, is whether or not this decision was allowed to stand, because we hear this a lot, right? It's unconstitutional. It's illegal. Well, the shameful thing is that when you hold the power, such as these four liberal Supreme Court justices, apparently you can do whatever the hell you want. The authority of the chief justice is being undermined and eroded, unlike any time in this court's history. This lack of respect for longstanding institutional process is reckless. This is coming from Chief Justice Annette Ziegler, making a statement after these four liberal justices voted without the consultation of the other portion of the court, three conservative justices, to fire Randy Koshnick, who was the director of state courts. A vote of four may dictate decisions of our court, but those votes are taken during formally noticed court conferences scheduled by the chief justice. No such conference has occurred, and apparently some of my colleagues do not think about court conferences are necessary to conduct court business when there is a preordained determination. Doesn't that sound familiar? The leftists of this nation seem to have an outcome in mind, and they will do anything to ensure that outcome becomes the reality, much like we saw in Georgia with President Trump. We've got some new information on the leaking of those indictments. We'll talk about that in a moment. But continuing on, the Chief Justice says their actions today effectively silence those members of the court who have not been privy to these secret discussions. And I would hazard a guess and say that That is the thrust of it. That's exactly what they were hoping to do. Now, the change in direction by the court came about because Janet Protasiewicz, who is a liberal, was sworn into office recently. She replaced conservative Pat Rogensack because he retired. 
So now Robin Voss, although he is a notoriously wet noodle and uh, maybe had a couple of nice sound bites in regards to election security in the state of Wisconsin, when it came down to it, uh, Robin Voss was limp wristed and unwilling to do what was necessary. Now, Voss, in this instance, is confirming that uh, Protasiewicz, this woman, uh, the liberal justice, who has publicly commented on the legislative redistricting process, would need to stay out of any decision on that topic. Clearly, as a leftist, she wants the redistricting of the state of Wisconsin uh, to uh, effectively give the edge to the left, to the Democrats. Now, of course, the fairest possible thing you can do would be to split it uh, upon uh, lines that make sense. Uh, You don't want to gerrymander districts, although if you take a look at districts, quite often it appears that that's exactly what's happened. Now, if she does not recuse herself, Robin Voss and uh, lawmakers that are working with him are going to consider booting her from office. I certainly hope that they do that. Now, uh, the examiner reported that the race between Kelly and Protasiewicz was the most expensive race for a Supreme Court in history. An estimated $45 million was pumped in by special interest groups, and that included, wouldn't you know it, mega donor George Soros. Richard and Elizabeth Uline, and one of America's wealthiest families who have two of the deepest pockets in conservative politics. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and see how this one plays out, but I have low expectations for what's going to happen there because they've got four to three. All right. So uh, let me also say thank you to Just Duckies and Filter Dog One dropping a couple of cookies. I appreciate that, guys. All right. So, um, uh, I have a couple of stories now on uh, kitty diddlers, uh, the sick bastards of the left, uh, the bastard, the redheaded stepchildren of the left, if you will, uh, because they certainly don't belong with us here on the right, although definitely people have identified as Republicans before and turned out to be uh, thick, disgusting people. Uh, unfortunately, it just so happens that oftentimes they identify as a leftist. Now, uh, this is actually a, a kind of an update to some information we learned before. Thank God for this J.P. Morgan Chase case, because it's brought a lot of information to the forefront. And uh, thanks to newly released court filings, uh, we found a new link between Jeffrey Epstein and Barack Obama's White House counsel. And then, of course, J.P. Morgan Chase. So this is coming from a recent court filing that was uh, filed in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, It's revealing what is being billed as a not-so-shocking connection (laughs) between Jeffrey Epstein, the late, often uh, billed as murdered sex offender, and the former White House counsel, Catherine Rumler and J.P. Morgan Chase. If I'm not mistaken, Catherine Rumler had sought out a, 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 uh, a job recommendation from Jeffrey Epstein. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being in a position where you find it perfectly morally acceptable to ask for a recommendation from a convicted sex offender only in Obama's White House? I, I, I submit to you. So this filing has now shed additional light on the events that led up to Jeffrey's initial arrest for child sex trafficking charges. And it questions the ethical practices of the world's largest banks, J.P. Morgan Chase included, and of course, any other bank that was willfully doing business with Jeffrey Epstein, say, like Deutsche Bank. Now, that federal, excuse me, that civil lawsuit in federal court uh, pits the United States Virgin Islands government against J.P. Morgan Chase, which is the largest bank in America, maybe one of the largest banks in the world. Now, 
The U.S. Virgin Islands alleges that J.P. Morgan Chase, the financial services giant, essentially enabled and aided and abetted Jeffrey Epstein because it allowed for victims to be traded and for large sums of cash to be pushed through J.P. Morgan accounts. In fact, saying that they were indispensable to the operation and concealment of the Epstein trafficking enterprise. I think that's difficult to argue against, and that's why J.P. Morgan Chase has been attempting to make this case go away at any means necessary. So since the lawsuit was initially brought, it's 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 also uncovered just an incredible amount of information, uh, not only regarding victims, uh, but also the co-conspirators, Jeffrey Epstein, his trafficking ring, the, the way it worked, uh, the way it was organized, uh, you know, how victims were abused, clients, uh, enablers, people who were outright co-conspirators. I mean, the 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 names of Jeffrey Epstein's criminal accomplices, this is something we've been waiting for for years. And the FBI has sat on this information. I'm sure that I don't have to tell you that when the FBI raided Jeffrey Epstein's brownstone in Manhattan, they found volumes of uh, security footage, tapes, pictures, all of it showing Jeffrey Epstein's rich buddies, his co-conspirators, his 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 friends and colleagues, the people who were willing to rape children and pay good money for it. All of this information was documented by Jeffrey Epstein because he ran the world's largest blackmail ring, you might say. Now, uh, we know some of those people who are involved. But the longer this case drags on, the more documents are released to the public, the more people come to the surface, the more we learn about the racket, the uh, organized criminal conspiracy that Jeffrey Epstein and his friends were involved in. Now, this most recent filing shows that Epstein's personal assistant reached out to a senior executive at J.P. Morgan Chase in February of 2019. That was the same year, if I'm not mistaken, that he actually got arrested to facilitate the opening of an account for Catherine Rumler. Who was Rumler? Rumler served as White House chief counsel under President Barry Obama from 2011 to 2014. And now she's general counsel for Goldman Sachs. Uh, And uh, apparently... She claims Jeffrey Epstein was an ideal client. She she hates it when somebody has a whole bunch of sticky uh, 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 morals and ethics that they have to worry about. Now, this begs the question, J.P. Morgan Chase getting a, 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 an email from Jeffrey Epstein's personal assistant on behalf of Catherine Rumbler, the former White House chief of staff, somebody who's currently serving as chief of staff for Goldman or Goldman Sachs for chief counsel of Goldman Sachs. Why would she why would this aid to Jeffrey Epstein be reaching out? So this came uh, just a few weeks after the pedophile was arrested and six years after J.P. Morgan Chase allegedly severed ties with Jeffrey Epstein due to internal concerns. Now, Mary Erodes, who was the head of wealth and asset management at J.P. Morgan Chase, is the one who received the email from Jeffrey Epstein's office after he was uh, arrested. Apparently, she came forward. Uh, she forwarded the request onto someone named Stacy Friedman, who was general counsel at the bank. Now, 
Arrows is apparently questioned the connection in the email stating any reason we shouldn't take her on that this is coming through J.E. J.E., that's right, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, so even she thinks that this is an odd thing for it to, to, to come through. I mean, I find that the personal assistant for a well-known sex trafficker and predator uh, reaching out to the world's largest bank, I mean, on behalf of former White House counsel, I mean, the questions are so numerous. So in another email, Rumler uh, asked how she knew Epstein and what knowledge did she have of him being convicted as a sex offender in 2008 down here in Florida. Now, in the filing, it says that J.P. Morgan Chase admitted that Epstein was involved in the establishment of a customer relationship with Catherine Rumler. And again, she was the longest serving White House general counsel under the presidency of Barack Obama. So she might know a thing or two. The filing also said that in February of 2019, Epstein's assistant, whose name was Leslie Groff, offered to introduce Mary Rhodes, the top J.P. Morgan executive, to Rumler because she wanted to open an account with J.P. Morgan, and Epstein thought that the two of them would bond. So it sounds like Jeffrey Epstein had a personal knowledge of Mary Erdos in the same way that he did of Catherine Rumler. Now, you might remember back in May, there was a new report that came out revealing that Jeffrey Epstein had multiple left-wing individuals, including Joe Biden's now CIA chief, William Burns, after he was convicted of child sex crimes. They were closely associated. They were getting together for lunches. I think Woody Allen was among them. Now, the documents that the Wall Street Journal were able to uncover uh, included Epstein's private calendar. So we had meetings with Burns. Uh, we also had the Bard College president, Leon Botstein. We had Catherine Rumler. That's where the initial connection to her came up. Also, Professor Noam Chomsky, who was a, a vicious leftist. Now, the Wall Street Journal could not specifically prove that every single one of those, of those meetings had actually taken place, but actually they were able to confirm at least some of them did. So it's likely that they were all probably for real. Uh, so we have to continue to ask questions. Why is it that after Chase Bank supposedly severed ties with Jeffrey Epstein, he was still on a, uh, a friendly email basis with a top executive? Why is it that after he was arrested, Catherine Rumler, the counsel for Goldman Sachs, reached out to her good friend Jeffrey Epstein, a convicted sex offender who had just been arrested for sex trafficking charges and asked for an introduction to J.P. Morgan Chase. Again, the largest financial institution in America. Catherine Rumler seems like she would have had enough political uh, and financial capital to reach out on her own. Seems very odd that Jeffrey Epstein did it for her. Might have been a message that Jeffrey was sending to the people at Chase Say, hey, guess what? You know, I'm going to put you in touch with this powerful person because I want you to know how powerful I am. It's like uh, kind of, a, a, you know, a, a, a swinging eggplant contest, if you will. OK, so continuing on, do me a favor, guys, if please, if you're over there on Rumble, please hit the like button. If you wouldn't mind also sharing the broadcast, I would sincerely appreciate it. So speaking of pedophiles. Likely kitty diddlers. We also have to talk about John Podesta coming up in uh, the new Biden administration. Apparently, John Podesta made an appearance at the White House press briefing earlier today to lecture Americans on climate change. 
this is, of course, the same thing that Joe Biden and others have done in the past. They tend to recycle people from past administrations. Uh, he, John Podesta, is a current advisor to John to Joe Biden. He was former chief of staff to Bill Clinton. Obviously, he worked to get Hillary Clinton elected. That didn't work out, and I think that their uh, relationship soured. Now, he is uh, is coming in, uh, of course, right after these indictments against President Trump and his former chief of staff have been announced. Uh, and Joe Biden has recently admitted <clears throat> that the Inflation Reduction Act has nothing to do with inflation <laughs> and uh, that they wish they wouldn't have called it that. Podesta admitted for his part in this press conference that the Inflation Reduction Act is, in, in actuality, the Marxist Green New Deal repackaged with a a different name. He said, we have to cut the carbon pollution that's driving the climate crisis. And that's what the Inflation Reduction Act is all about. They uh, essentially pulled one over the eyes of the American people. Let's go ahead and take a listen to John. His I know his voice is a little annoying, but I think it's worth hearing. We have to cut the carbon pollution that's driving the climate crisis. And that's what the Inflation Reduction Act is all about. Yeah, you know, I distinctly remember them telling us that it was about reducing inflation. But no, obviously, that has nothing to do. All right, one more story about a likely kitty diddler, Joe Biden. And this is a very appropriate story in the the vein of this subject. So uh, as he often does, Joe Biden was speaking to a crowd, uh, reading from a teleprompter, and occasionally he goes off script. He made some disturbing comments about ice cream uh, and uh, basically asked all the children in the audience to call him daddy. Let's take a listen. I want to say one thing to your children. I know some really great ice cream places around here. <laughs> and daddy owes you. <laughs> so talk to me afterwards. I want to say one thing to your children. I know some really great ice cream places around here. <laughs> And daddy owes you. So I guess I don't know if he's referring to himself as daddy or if he's suggesting that the daddies in the audience are the ones who owe those. children. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, it's a it's a disturbing line of of uh, uh, of commentary to make. And uh, Joe Biden is certainly in a bad spot. Pardon me. Okay, yeah, Biden just made me throw up in my mouth. Be right back. Filter Dog One says, "I hope you didn't miss the flight because of the show." Um, I mean, I'm honestly, if I hadn't done the show, then I wouldn't have missed the flight. Um, but uh, no, I missed the flight because there were no parking spots at uh, the Orlando MCO Airport. So the big problem here i'm going to i'm going to do a story time with with you guys the big problem at orlando mco is that uh there is no parking spots uh usually a, you can get there at a reasonable time and uh, you'll be able to find yourself a spot and make it in so my ability to make that plane last night was dependent upon me getting a parking spot in one of the closer lots. I ended up having to go <clears throat> to the furthest possible lot and then waiting for, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, a, a, not a ferry, but a, 
uh, a bus, basically. I had to wait for the bus to bring me there. And then, and because of that, and then, yeah, that's why I missed the show. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to blame it on the show. But uh, if I didn't do the show, then I would have already been at the airport. But I have a commitment uh, to do the shows. And uh, and so that was the most important thing to me. I thought that I could do it. Obviously, I couldn't. So no big deal. We're all good. I'm glad that I'm here with you guys. And uh, I'm good about it. So. I mentioned yesterday the possibility of additional indictments coming in additional states. Um, Earlier today, I actually, uh, in my appearance on American Media Periscope on AMP News with uh, Jason Burmis, he asked me uh, about the same thing. And I said, I think there's no reason why we shouldn't expect to see indictments in the other swing states where President Trump and we, the American people, questioned the results of the election. Uh, Arizona was top among them. I think Wisconsin and Michigan as well as Pennsylvania, are other likely candidates where we may expect to see the exact same type of charges coming up. Now, I, I uh, in, in announcing the charges against Donald Trump in Georgia yesterday, I think it's very important to remember that uh, the charges themselves uh, appear to be hastily prepared. There is no evidence to support any of the statements made by the prosecutor. Uh, The overt actions that she describes are benign. Every single one of them are fully a benign example of behaviors that are protected under the Constitution of the United States. And they do not simply become crimes because the prosecution deems them to be. Uh, And all of that will come out in the course of the trial. I think that what they want is to bog President Trump down. They are hoping that these trials will result in uh, support backing off from him. Unfortunately for them, it's going to result in the exact opposite of that scenario. And so to Katie Hobbs, I say, bring it on. I say, let's see additional charges taking place in Arizona, because all you're going to do is prove to the American people that you are a desperate and failing regime that will stop at nothing to destroy your political opposition, opposition that you cannot beat at the ballot box. COVID isn't here anymore. We're not going to have universal mail-in ballots. We are now paying attention to drop boxes and to voter registration centers. And we're looking for people dropping off eight to 10,000 fraudulent ballot applications. I mean, they simply cannot run the same game that they did in 2020 or even partially in 2022. 2024 is going to be a very different animal. So Katie Hobbs suggesting that President Trump should be charged for challenging the 2020 election is uh, frankly fan fiction once again in the same way that it is in Georgia. Now, her comments were made while uh, she was speaking to looks like a reporter from KTAR FM. This was in response to being asked if she would like to see Arizona Attorney General Chris Mays follow Georgia and file charges against Trump. She said, absolutely. I've been an advocate for holding folks involved in trying to overturn the will of the voters of in the 2020 election accountable. And this is part of that process. Accountability is critical. I don't think we're doing I don't think we're going to change directions until there's accountability at the top level. Mm, accountability like what 
we asked for in the elections, the auditability of the elections, the uh, the ability for the people to determine whether or not their ballots were cast for the candidate of their choice, the ability of people to uh, be assured of the fact that the voter registration files are not bogged down with dead people and duplicate names and out-of-state residents. Katie Hobbs thing seems to think that we should be moving towards a fair and legal process to secure our elections. Well, I agree, Katie Hobbs. The only problem is I think that her definition of what that means is something totally different. Now, apparently, she also tried to walk back her statement when she made a comment to KTAR via a uh, a campaign aide. She said, Katie Hobbs's communication director, Christian Slater, provided this statement regarding the governor's answers. Governor Hobbs misheard the question. She was responding generally about her belief that anyone who breaks the law must be held accountable for working to overturn free and fair elections. As she has consistently stated, she believes in allowing the legal process to proceed independently and without political interference. Well, Katie Hobbs, you've already put your thumb on the scale. You've already told the people of Arizona and the people of America exactly what you think. You want to put Donald Trump in prison in the same way that Fannie Willis wants to put Donald Trump in prison. And it doesn't matter. None of these charges will stick. I want everybody to look in the mirror and say this over and over again. None of the charges against Donald Trump will stick. Why is that? Because they're not crimes, because they can't be proven as such, and because there's no possible way in hell that at the end of the legal process that exists here in America, that Donald Trump will be found guilty and held responsible for made up crimes. It simply will not happen. This will be an exercise in corruption for the American people. We will witness facets from all over the nation working in tandem to try to destroy the only man in my lifetime who has sincerely worked to destroy the deep state. I need to say thank you to T7. Hey, Tracy, I got your email too. Zach, I sent you an email uh, link last night for a guy in Maui to connect with. He needs help, has a link to directly support the residents. He also provides Starlink for people with no Wi-Fi access. Yes, I, I plan to reach out to him. I just haven't had the opportunity yet, but thank you very much. I got your email and I sincerely appreciate it. Yes, the mugshot. The mugshot is going to be killer. I will make my background the Donald Trump mugshot, and uh, and then we're going to put it on a Trump 2024 uh, yard sign, and I'll put it right outside of my house. Donald Trump for president, even if they put him in prison, nothing that they're doing in terms of these charges and in terms of any of the legal actions against him, nothing can stop him from running for president. Nothing can stop the American people for voting for Donald Trump. We need Trump. America needs Trump. We need our president back right now. So have faith, my friends. Do not lose heart. PBJ03, thank you so much. Very generous. $50. Thank you, Zach, for all your research and keeping us updated. God bless. I I sincerely appreciate that. 
Also, want to let you guys know, thank you, I, that, that's going to come in handy, because I may have won a auction on eBay for a copy of the James Trafficking book, America's Last Minuteman. I also made contact with American Free Press, which is uh, an online publication that James Trafficking wrote for, and I'm in uh, conversations with uh, people that are working there right now, and uh, I'm hoping that in the future I can do a show uh, where we can talk about James Trafficking in a little bit more detail. Also, I was sent this video uh, by someone in the audience, uh, which has given me some you know great material about James Trafficking. I, I remember when I was younger, uh, th- them putting him away and and you know filing charges against him. Turns out that when he first came to Congress, he had just beat a RICO charge. Uh, by the DOJ. The Department of Justice tried to indict him on uh, racketeering charges, and he beat, he's the only person in the nation who has ever beat the DOJ pro se. That's right. He acted as his own attorney. So he was a real legal powerhouse. He was a great mind. And I'm liking James Trafficking more and more the more that uh, that I dive into him. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, and and take a break real quick. We'll be right back after this. Bitcoin ETF is all the rage right now, and that's because a major financial player is just now resubmitting their application for a Bitcoin ETF. So as a result, investors are thinking this is just over the horizon. Mainstream adoption is right around the corner. Now, add to that, lawmakers recently voted to set guidelines on just when and how crypto firms should register with either the Commodities Futures Trading Commission or the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, while all of this is good news, an ETF only gives you exposure to crypto, not direct ownership. The whole point of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is to directly own an asset with a finite supply that is outside of any government influence. And my digital money can help you do that. With my digital money, you own your crypto, whether you invest in a crypto IRA or with a standard trading account. Now, remember, it's important to diversify your portfolio. And when it comes to a crypto investment, direct ownership is of the utmost importance. So don't get caught up in the excitement the media is trying to spin because nothing beats owning your own crypto and nothing beats investing in crypto through my digital money. Not only are you able to invest with them using a crypto IRA, but also also a standard trading account, and it's all in the same platform. You also have the assurance that your assets are going to be put into a trust. That means that no matter what happens to my digital money, your crypto is always safe. So if you're ready to invest in cryptocurrency, do so with MyDigitalMoney.com. Once again, that's MyDigitalMoney.com. The link is in the description box below. And I should also tell you they have excellent U.S.-based customer service, so feel free to give them a call with any questions you might have at 833 Invest with MyDigitalMoney.com today, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, so I want to be very clear about my coverage of RFK Jr. Uh, He is important in my mind because he is saying things that we've been talking about for a very long time, but because he is a Democrat, because he is coming from a leftist perspective, uh, he has the opportunity to reach more people than we would. 
He also represents an existential threat to Joe Biden as the only person they could legitimately try to push through into the office of the presidency again. So although I am complimentary of RFK Jr., he's not somebody that I'm going to vote for. And he's not somebody whose policies and platform I am 100 percent on board with. Certainly, I'm on board with the fact that the CIA killed his father and his uncle. And for him to go on Tucker Carlson in this 80-minute interview and discuss the fact that he spoke with hitmen who were assigned to assassinate his family, uh, I think that that is a revelation. Now, can you imagine if President Trump had come out and said these things? You know, everybody out here on the on the right, everybody in America First, the MAGA movement, we would have said, of course, we know this. We're already aware of it. But The people on the left, they would have said crazy conspiracy theorist Donald Trump fake news. I'm not listening to that. I I have no reason to believe that Donald Trump would tell me the truth about the assassination of John F. Kennedy, even though in the back of their mind, they're probably thinking he's right. Of course, the CIA killed the Kennedys. So now a Kennedy himself, somebody who spent his entire life looking into the assassination of his father, into the assassination of his uncle, uh, into the uh, abuses of the federal government. He's out here talking about it. And lo and behold, you know, uh, a leftist might actually listen to him. I had an interesting conversation with somebody who told me they were a Democrat today and uh, they were talking about RFK Jr. And they said clearly they, they watch CNN and MSNBC and stuff because they said, oh, he's he's insane because he doesn't believe in inoculations. And I'm OK, you know, I'm not going to get into this with you right now. <laughs> I was trying to not be on the phone for too long, but. But they look at RFK, the people who are still within the specter, uh, the spell of the mainstream media, and that's what they see. There are many more people out there who are no longer under that mainstream media spell, who are simply looking for an entrance into the world of truth. I think RFK Jr. can provide that. And then we need to be here when they start going beyond the surface-level truths that RFK Jr. is talking about. Thank you to Rise of Tire. He says, what's up, RP? You're the man. You are the man yourself. So this was an 80-minute interview, and I know it's difficult to listen to him because of his vocal cords and stuff, but, I mean, you got to give the guy credit. I mean, you know, I I think that uh, it takes a tremendous amount of bravery, especially considering the fact that his family was the... uh, the target of the deep state for him to come out and uh, and to give these interviews to run for president. Uh, and I think that uh, he's going to create a very interesting scenario come time to vote. Uh, and uh, you know what I hope? I hope that he would end up being a third party candidate uh, who runs perhaps as a write in against Joe Biden, because, as I've said before, that would dilute the left vote, the Democrat vote. So, uh, yeah, anyways, I just, I, I suggest you guys watch this interview and, you know, just watch it as, uh, as somebody who's, uh, who's looking to see what like a normal person is going to be picking up. You know, I mean, like you can never take it for granted that there are tons of people out there, millions of Americans who have not gotten to the same level as you guys, who have not come to the realization that everything's a lie, that that we're being controlled, we're being manipulated through politics, we're being manipulated through mainstream media, we're being manipulated through popular culture. I mean, the list goes on and on. Those people got to wake up sometime. 
Maybe RFK Jr. gets them there. It's also important that he's out there banging the drum against Fauci. He's saying the stuff about Fauci that I think many of us on the right wish that Donald Trump was saying about Fauci. He copped to the fact that there were bioweapons labs, research facilities here in the United States. Also, the bioweapons research facilities in Ukraine. I mean, these are important things. And for average everyday citizens still caught up in the mainstream media culture, for them to hear this, it gives them an opportunity to start thinking about this stuff at a deeper level. They hear somebody like RFK Jr. saying it. Maybe they think he's just a crazy conspiracy theorist because they listen to CNN and they're never going to listen to him. But maybe it plants a seed. Maybe it plants a seed and it leads them to begin growing a sapling. And then that sapling grows into a nice, tall oak. And that oak has on its branches the fruit of the truth and freedom movement. So uh, let me see. Oh, yes. Yes, I did badmouth. I did uh, bitch out somebody who badmouthed my mother. Yeah. Nobody better come on this show and say some garbage about my mom in the chat. Yeah, I think that uh, at the end of the day, that was really a comment about uh, about me, like saying that something bad about my mom because she had me because I'm the child of her. Anyways, anyways, let's get back into a little bit of that uh, details about the Fannie Willis, Georgia garbage Rico indictments. Um And the ever evolving story surrounding the reveal of that once claimed to be fake indictment that was perfectly matching the actual indictment that was released just a few hours later. So we have a new statement from the clerk uh, who alleges that on Monday they briefly posted the charges by accident. Of course, this is after they told us that the charges that were posted were fraudulent. They still say that they're fraudulent, but very quickly they were taken down. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. And then a few hours later, this is when the clerk claimed that those documents posted in their media queue that were published by Reuters were fictitious. Now, no explanation at that time of how those those documents would have made it into the Fulton County DA's media queue to be distributed to Reuters or, you know, the AP or anything like that. Uh, But. It shows a tremendous level of corruption inherent in the Fulton County DA's office and uh, within the office of the district attorney. Uh, Trump's lawyers at the time said this is emblematic of the pervasive and glaring constitutional violations which have plagued this case since its very inception. Absolutely, they are 100% correct because it shows that the Fulton County DA had their mind made up before the grand jury had even fully convened to vote on any charges against Donald Trump. So after that, on Monday night, we got this word uh, from Fannie Willis saying that uh, the leak on these indictments that perfectly matched the actual indictments was something that she couldn't comment on. She, she blew it off. She didn't want to speak about it. Now the actual county clerk, the person who apparently leaked the document itself, uh, is claiming that the leaked documents were a trial run which apparently went awry. So according to this most recent statement, uh, the Fulton County Clerk of Superior and Magistrate Courts, whose name is Che Alexander, posted a test sample to the media queue. So Che was seen delivering the indictment to the judge on Monday. This is her. She's the woman who allegedly accidentally uh, posted the charges, which technically didn't exist yet, Uh, and she says that she did it in anticipation of issues that arise with entering a potentially large indictment. Alexander used charges that pre-existed in Odyssey to test the system and conduct a trial run. Let me repeat that for you. This document that she posted, which had Trump's name on it, the actual court uh, 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 filing number, And all of the exact same indictments that ended up being on that final document, apparently 
she pieced all of that together from pre-existing charges, just, you know, cut and paste, putting it together. I'm just going to guess. And every single one is exactly the charge that we ended up seeing. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe it. Unfortunately, the sample working document led to the docketing of what appeared to be an indictment, but which was, in fact, only a fictitious docket sheet. This is where we get the fictitious aspect of it, because she made it up, apparently. Now, surprise, surprise, once again, that initial test sample was exactly the same document as what was posted later on in the day, just further driving home the idea that the Fulton County District Attorney already had charges prepared against Donald Trump, and the grand jury itself was merely a formality. The Constitution apparently is done. It's dead and gone in Georgia. No need to worry about it. So she put a statement out. Looks like they released it on Twitter. Uh, let's go ahead and look up the uh, the full statement here. Uh, The Office of the Fulton County Clerk of Superior and Magistrate Courts announces that midday on August 14th, 2023, a media outlet utilizing the Fulton County press queue obtained a docket sheet and shared it with other media outlets who then released the, the sample working document related to the former United States President Donald Trump, reporting that an indictment had been returned by the special grand jury in Fulton County, Georgia. Now, upon learning of the mishap, Fulton County Clerk of Superior and Magistrate Courts, Che Allen, Alexander immediately removed the document and issued correspondence notifying the media that a fictitious document was in circulation and that no indictment had been returned by the grand jury. What a fabulous stroke of luck. I think she should probably be playing the, the lottery. In anticipation of issues that arise with entering a potentially large indictment, and keeping in mind, Fulton County, Magistrate Court, I mean, this is the only thing they do, post indictments, all right? They bring indictments, they post indictments, they uh, adjudicate these criminal trials. So I don't buy it for a minute that they were worried about this not working properly. I mean, they they paid someone a long time ago to sort out any bugs that might arise in a, a program like this. Unfortunately, the sample working document led to the docketing of what appeared to be an indictment, but which was, in fact, only a fictitious docket sheet because the media has access to documents before they are published. And while it may have appeared that something official had occurred because the document bore a case number and a filing date, it did not include a signed true or no bill or an official stamp with Clerk Alexander's name, thereby making the document unofficial in a test sample only. Hours later, after receiving the true bill presented Presented to presiding judge Robert McBurney, Clerk Alexander executed the filing with a file stamp, and moments later she made the filing public. The office understands the confusion that this matter caused and the sensitivity of all court filings. We remain committed to operating with an extreme level of efficiency, accuracy, and transparency, failing on all counts. Now, The only thing about it is that the story has changed again. Let's go ahead and dive in. Let's dive in. Fulton County clerk responds to publishing of Trump indictment ahead of grand jury decision. I am human, she says. Well, she looks like Jabba the Hutt. Uh, The Fulton County clerk who released an indictment document displaying charges against President Trump before the grand jury voted said she inadvertently hit send instead of save. So here goes another evolution of this story. Now, 
Uh, as I stated, this was briefly posted early in the day. Reuters first reported it. The charges matched exactly the charges that were apparently returned by the grand jury later in the day. Che still says this was a fictitious document. She said it was the best word I could come up with when describing it. It was fictitious. It wasn't real. It didn't have a stamp on it. I am human, Alexander said. Let's go ahead and take a look, actually, at some video footage coming out of local reporting there in Fulton County, Georgia, live with Tom Jones from downtown Atlanta. Sanders says she was under a lot of pressure to make sure this process so much, so much pressure. Hiccups. She says in trying to be perfect, she made a mistake. And instead of hitting, hitting save, she hit send. I am human. Fulton County Clerk of Court Shay Alexander says even though she's human, she strives for perfection. And that's how the mishap happened. The mishap was she inadvertently posted the indictment charges against former President Donald Trump, even though the grand jury was still deliberating Monday. How does that That work? That set off a media firestorm and had Trump's attorney saying prosecutors had no respect for the grand jury process. Alexander said this had nothing to do with the DA's office and... There was nothing sinister about the mistake she made. I have no dog. Okay, so she is obviously falling on her sword for the district attorney's office. Because if it was to be admitted that Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis had prepared these charges ahead of the actual vote by the grand jury, which is where charges are supposed to originate from, then, of course, it would be a massive tell as to the uh, criminal, corrupt, and illegitimate nature of this office. I mean, we still know that to be true. But let's continue to listen to Miss Alexander. Fight. She says in an effort to... She said, I got no dog in this fight. sinister about the mistake she made. I have no dog in the fight. She says in an effort to handle the indictment perfect. You sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about... She messed up. I did a work sample in the system. And when I hit save, it went to the press queue. Some news reporters saw it before it was deleted. Alexander says what they saw was unofficial. It wasn't an official document. It wasn't official charges. It was the dry run. It was a work sample. Even th- How often has that happened, do you think? I mean, I, I understand that coincidences might occur. All right, that's why they call them a coincidence. (laughs) But I tend to believe that they don't often occur, that it's highly unlikely that it does. In the instance of something so specific like this, with all of these indictments and all of these indicted and all of these co-conspirators, quote unquote, the chances that she would guess, the chances that she would 100% with a total accuracy guess the charges about to come out in just a couple hours. Okay, right, right. I got a bridge of Brooklyn to sell you. It had a case number. Alexander says it didn't have a stamp and other markings that 
would have made it official. I asked her why did she release a statement calling the document fictitious. That was the best word I could come up with. Um, it was fictitious. It wasn't real. It didn't have a stamp on it. Why didn't you just say it was an error? She says fictitious was <laughs> what her team came up with. We've been getting some calls. Her office has received calls and emails with threats. People saying, I'm coming to get you. Of course. Threats have been forwarded to the sheriff's office. Alexander says she was under a lot of pressure to get this right. Now she says she just wants to explain what happened and get back to work. I tell my staff we just want to be transparent, right? And so I don't have anything to hide. And I want to get reelected. And Alexander says her mistake had no uh, impact on the grand jury's decision. I asked her, how did she get her hands on those charges? She says she has access to that information as clerk of court. She says her office is taking those threats very seriously. How did she get access to those charges if the grand jury hadn't returned them yet? I mean, the answer to that question is self-evident. She could not have gotten access to those charges. Those charges were already pre-approved. They were handed to the grand jury. I think that this is obviously going to come up in the course of this trial. I mean, on top of everything else, the fact that the things that they're alleging are not even freaking crimes. There's no way that this cannot be a focal point of the trial as we move forward. Now, uh, the former Georgia lieutenant governor, a GOP, uh, uh, a real Georgia rhino, is very excited about this uh, this set of garbage Trump indictments. He says, it's our opportunity to take the party back. Well, that is wishful thinking at its finest. You're not getting the Republican Party back. No one in the Republican Party is clamoring to hand over the reins of power to rhinos like you, former Attorney General Jeff Duncan. So, We can expect to see a lot more of Rhino former Attorney General Jeff Duncan on the fake news media in the recent in the coming months, because, of course, he's going to be out there pumping the idea of Donald Trump being guilty of all of these non-criminal acts. Uh, He had this to say. Actually, let's just go ahead and we'll listen to the clip here. Come on, man. Come on, man. This feels different. Uh, you know what? Donald Trump did his, did his most damage in Georgia. Uh, he sucked the soul out of the Republican Party here. Uh, he sucked the morality out of the Republican Party, the fiscal responsibility out of the Republican Party. He's, he, he sucked our winning percentage out of the Republican Party. He's taken everything from us, and it is our turn to take it back. Right? It's our turn to win elections based on the policies that we think we're better on. This is the prime. Caitlin Collins looks like a Madame Tussauds wax statue of herself. Uh, hang on. Not for us to take Joe Biden to the woodshed and call him out for not running the border right, not protecting our communities, not putting our best foot forward internationally. These are our moments in time. But if we make this about the three ring circus of Donald Trump, we will lose, lose and lose again. You make a good point that. The- ah, Crumford makes an excellent point. 
I suppose we should post working drafts of indictments we know will be coming soon for certain swamp rats. Yeah, I can totally get behind that. Now, we told you yesterday, I told you yesterday about the wife of the judge that is overseeing this fake RICO case for Donald Trump in Fannie Willis's district court. Uh, it turns out he has his own troubling connections to the left establishment to the radical left-wing element of America that is working to destroy this nation. Apparently, he specifically worked under Fannie Willis at one time in the past. Uh, President Donald Trump being indicted on these 41 charges uh, on Monday night only shows one thing and one thing only, that the Georgia court system, or at least in Fulton County, Georgia, is uh, wholly captured. Those 30 co-conspirators are potential indictments that we may see down the line. If they can't get all of those 18 people to flip on Donald Trump, uh, then you better bet they're going to try to go after these people. Now, I just want to state this for the record. All those 18 people have to do is stick to their defense. Let your lawyers do the talking. And if you stick together on fighting these charges, then you will have nothing to worry about. Because I repeat, none of them are crimes. Now, according to a report from the New York Slimes, Judge McAfee began his career as a senior assistant district attorney in the Fulton County District's Attorney's Office. This is just shortly after graduating from law school. Now, during his tenure there, he handled the preliminary stages of felony cases and was subsequently promoted to the Complex Trial Division. Now, more Notably, in this division, it was led at the time by none other than Miss Fanny T. Willis, who is the same prosecutor who made up those charges for Donald Trump out of thin air with absolutely zero justification and no criminal background, who also went outside of her lane charging President Trump for things that happened in other states and for federal crimes. Uh, This is just not the way we do things. Uh, I don't know where Fannie Willis got her law degree from. Maybe she got it on the Internet from American Samoa or something like that. Uh, But all of this will come out in the process. Freight Awakening, did you miss that $20 rant from Rocky's? I definitely did miss a $20 rant from Rocky's girl. Uh, I definitely saw Crumpfer. Thank you, Fredo. I didn't see that at all. Where the heck is it? Um... You know, uh, you know what? I might not have seen it because it was highlighted in white. Rocky's Girl. Ah, yes, for the James A. Trafficking book. I know collectively we can rumble rant enough to cover it. You need that book. Thank you so much, Rocky's Girl. I appreciate that. And uh, yes, I think I have seen. And then T. Sebi also said also he gives his phone number in yesterday's stream, 816. Okay, I'll go ahead and check that out. I just got to make sure now that I didn't miss anybody else. Yeah, be- between uh, between yesterday and today, guys, uh, as long as I win that um As long as I win the auction on eBay, I'm going to be the owner of that James Trafkin book, and uh, we will be discussing it here on air for sure. I'm trying to see if I can get some people who knew him while he was alive to also join me on the show, because I think that would be highly interesting. All right, so what else did he do? 
Well, besides working for Fannie Willis. Well, uh, it was 2001 when Fannie Willis won the district attorney slot. This is after Judge McAfee departed the office that they worked together. Uh, and uh, they were both supported by liberal benefactors such as George Soros. Now, Fannie immediately launched an extensive investigation into President Trump. She probably called her old buddy up on the phone, say, hey, Remember when you used to work for me? I'm going to be bringing you a case against Donald Trump. You need to help me out. Make sure that we get him, get him on all of those charges. Now, the fact that Mr. McAfee worked underneath Fannie Willis, it might provide an opening legally for President Trump and his legal team uh, to suggest that he needs to recuse himself from the case. Uh, I think that that would make a lot of sense. I think that any possible legal defense that the Trump team can muster, they are going to. Uh, and uh, I think that this is going to be our opportunity once again uh, to fully adjudicate the terms of the 2020 election. President Trump has that press conference coming out. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people are wondering, President Trump, if you had a report on the illegal things that took place in the election, how it was stolen, why are you only revealing it now? Well, you know, timing is everything, guys. Timing is everything. And uh, if President Trump had revealed information before, would people have learned? Uh, or is it going to be more consequential now that these, uh, the, these fake prosecutors are trying to bring fake charges against him? Uh, A. Hoffman says, hey, Red Pill, hey, Red Pill, hey, hey, A. Hoffman to you as well. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Richard Dollar says, I bet the T in her name stands for trustworthy. Fanny Trustworthy Willis. All right. So uh, one thing that is sure to come up again uh, when we get to this trial is uh, the situation that took place at the State Farm Center in November 2020. And, of course, uh, after the statements made by Fannie Willis that, you know, there was no fraud in the 2020 election and that Donald Trump somehow took a piss all over the Georgia election system, the GOP guys said the same thing, uh, the Gateway Pundit definitely had a response. Uh, Prosecutors at state and federal levels are now abusing their powers to serve the interests of their political donors and the people that they answer to. These, my friends, are purely political prosecutions. They are a gross miscarriage of justice, a perversion of the law, uh, and uh, they serve to erode the public faith in our system. And I'm okay with that because I don't have any faith in our system. And I think that America needs to get on board with understanding that this system is not designed to support the rule of law. Our system is not designed to support the best interests of the American people. Our system is designed to support the people who make up the power structure. That's all has nothing to do with you other than you're a pleb, you're a useless eater, you do what they say or else. And that's exactly what we're witnessing happen all over America right now. So you might remember the security footage that was recorded in the State Farm Center after the Gateway Pundit had published it on their platform. And of course, uh, initially the reports of the situation at the State Farm Center came from CBS News. They're the one who broke the news on election night that a water main had burst. Guess what? That never happened. That never actually happened. Uh, But by announcing that burst water main, by shutting down the counting, 
And then pushing out all the Republicans, it allowed for people like uh, Ruby Freeman and others to pull out those boxes of additional ballots and then scan them through the ballot readers over and over and over again. Now, this is evidence as far as I'm concerned, and you're going to have to have the prosecution answer for this when Donald Trump plays it in court. I mean, if this is not evidence of his belief that the election was stolen, then good Lord, I don't know who is. Who's a troll? I, I can't see... Uh, I can't see who you guys are talking about because, okay, thanks, RPGF. Thank you, baby. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, my dear. All right. So let me see. Do we have some footage? I believe we have some footage of Ruby Freeman on election night. How funny is it that they're going after Kanye West's publicist for trying to Speak to Ruby Freeman about doing the right thing. Take a look at this. Ballots, footage analyzed by Gateway Pundit, reveals Freeman apparently scanning the same stack of ballots over and over again. Surveillance cameras show these poll workers watched and waited until the GOP observers and reporters had left the room before they resumed scanning their ballots. These four workers then continued counting uninterrupted for over three hours until sometime after one in the morning. During this time, Ruby Freeman, as seen here in this video, repeatedly scanned the same batch of ballots at least three times, which is highly illegal, and it's all captured on tape. Freeman was working with her daughter, Andrea Moss, who was also her election supervisor and was also caught on camera as one of the four workers who remained behind after election monitors were forced to leave the building. Georgia's officials have made serious efforts to dismiss the evidence presented on these videos, but so far there has been no explanation as to why Ruby Freeman scanned the same ballots multiple times. You know why there's no explanation? Because it is an indefensible act. There is nothing else other than attempting to pad the the vote totals that would make sense when you discuss the possibility of scanning the same ballots multiple times, okay? If I've got $100 in front of me, and I count it once, $100, count it twice, it doesn't become $200, it's still $100. Same with all those ballots. This is going to make for an interesting trial. I I think that all of this stuff is going to get played nor why they remained behind while the rest of the building was evacuated. Lawyers said it's highly unusual for anyone to store briefcases full of ballots under tablecloths, and it's not clear when those briefcases were delivered or why Ruby Freeman and her daughter waited until GOP observers left before they got them out. Based on the number of ballots observed in the briefcases and the number of times Ruby Freeman scanned the same set of ballots, experts say they could easily account for the sudden and mysterious spike in votes for oh, Joe Biden. There's Sharp, One American News. The sudden and mysterious spike for Joe Biden. Fredo, awakening. Fredo, you are a comedic genius. Yeah, so what's up with your rumble, Zach? I haven't seen this many white lines since my last White House tour. But um, bump Yeah, no, I have no idea what's up. I, I, I can't get it to not do that. And actually, you know, let me just let me try something else here. Let me let me open up this uh, chat window in a different browser and see. Okay, yeah, when I when I put it into um, 
when I put it into Safari, it works properly. Aw, honey, you don't have to join as a monthly subscriber. <laughs> okay, here, let me let me fix this. Thank you, though. I appreciate you, babe. Uh, let me let me make this fixed so that it's not so wild. Okay. Rumble. And where is the chat? Everything's better with an indictment. No, that's not it. Mm-hmm. There we go. There we go. All right. We should be good. Okay, sweet. Now I can actually read it. Ah. Thank you very much for the sub, my my dear. I appreciate you. All right. So moving on from that, ah, we do have a, a little bit of legal theory that's being tossed around uh, with regard to President Trump's arraignment. You might remember that Fannie Willis gave Trump and his 18 co-conspirators and a series of criminal indictments that were not actually crimes to August 25th to turn themselves in. Um, The thing about this is that uh, there is a little bit of interesting timing surrounding that. The first Republican presidential debate is on August 23rd. That's going to be broadcast on Fox News from Milwaukee. Now, It's unlikely that President Trump's going to participate. He's kind of given hints that he might not. Uh, And, of course, the GOP wants him to sign a pledge that he's going to support whoever the Republican nominee is. Obviously, he said there's several that I would never support. So why would I sign something saying that I'm going to support them? Uh, But at the end of the day, the people who are watching this debate on Fox News, I mean, they're going to be watching it to see who crashes and burns the hardest. They're not going to be watching to see who has better ideas than Donald Trump, because nobody does. Uh, the people showing up on this stage are, are going to be uh, a series of uh, of barnacles clinging to the bottom of President Trump's uh, Titanic-sized ship. And not a Titanic, but, you know, more like the, the Queen Mary or something, a, a ship that continued on uh, as long as it was supposed to. Now, on CBS Mornings, uh, very recently, uh, senior White House and political correspondent Ed O'Keefe noted that President Trump has an opportunity here. Uh, if he was to turn himself in on August 23rd, all of the press on that day would flip from coverage of the Republican debate uh, to coverage of President Trump getting elected, excuse me, President Trump getting arrested and, of course, his mugshot being plastered all over. So, I mean, I think that this would be a, a very good idea for President Trump to do. And this is the kind of thing that I could see him doing because he is a master manipulator of the media. If he wants his name in the mouth of the fake news, they're going to be speaking it. And they don't even know that they've been manipulated. So I, this is just one of those things we got to keep our eyes out for and see what's going on. All right. Uh, we also have a, a little bit of new information uh, coming out from the tragic fires in Lahaina in Maui. Uh, a recent uh, testimonial that was given by a Maui resident uh, shocked the world when he let them know that in the midst of their firefighting efforts, the water was actually shut off. OK, so you have children being sent home to die without any type of warning. You have the power being shut off, so there's no warnings coming through televisions or if your phone isn't charged. You have the sirens not going off. Those sirens are powered by numerous redundant power systems, including electricity, battery packs, and solar 
so that they are meant to go off when they are needed. So and now you have word that they stopped allowing water to flow through the pipes, the water that very likely could have been used to put out these fires and save all of those lives, children, women, elderly. We have no idea. There's still over a thousand people who are missing. Um, His name is Ross Hart, uh, and he says that he was out there battling the fires along with his neighbors and firefighters that suddenly the water was shut off. He says you can't fight fire when you don't have water. Just throwing dirt on it doesn't cut it. Let's take a listen to Ross's testimony. I'm so mad about this. Tree fell over, hit the power lines, and that's what started the fire. Russ, who lived in his home for 40 years, said he and neighbors fought all day to keep the fire from spreading. We had a hard time holding it back, but we're still we were winning the game. And then the water turned off. And then there wasn't anything we could do. Then the sparks were blowing up out of the gulch. Tree fell over, hit the power lines, and that's Oh, Jonathan Bustos, I just followed you back. Thank you very much for posting this clip. Maui firefighters also say that the water stopped from hydrants while they were fighting the fire. Can you think of a logical reason why a state or city government would shut off the water pressure? I mean, obviously, it's not that the water was powered by electricity or anything like that, because the electricity had already been shut off. But let's take a listen. Ina and her crew using hoses to douse the flames until she says the hydrants went dry. I felt the hose line coming in from the hydrant, uh, the intake line, and there was it was soft. So, and I was like, the, "There's like, no pressure. There's no water." So the hydrant ran out ran of water. Dry. Yeah. We reached out to the water company. No response so far. Ina and her crew using yeah, but no response. They, they, there is no response that they can give. Yes, we sacrificed these people. Yes, we left them there to die without the necessary tools that would be required in the midst of a fire emergency such as this. Now, you would think that if, let's say, let's say there is a finite source of water there in Lahaina, in Maui, uh, that could be used to put out fires. I find that difficult to believe. I think that they've probably tapped into a fairly large aquifer or uh, they have uh, enough of a a rainwater catch to be able to collect enough fresh water, certainly to keep a a civilization from dying, from starving and and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, from, from no longer having enough water to drink. But how difficult would it be? To create a redundancy, a backup system that would maybe pull in salt water. They could pull in salt water from the ocean, which is like, you know, ample and surrounding them all over the place. Uh, That seems like a good idea. I don't know. Maybe I just have a lot of good ideas after the fact. But this is the kind of thing that uh, that people need to be thinking about. Um, All right. Have you guys heard about this controversy surrounding Michael Orr? The Blind Side. Did you guys happen to see The Blind Side years ago? Sandra Bullock won an Oscar for it. I know that most people don't watch those types of movies anymore, but this was one of those movies that was like a feel-good movie. You know, this um, uh, this uh, uh, this this poor kid who had a family who didn't care about him, a bit of a sports prodigy, uh, lifted up by this uh, family in Georgia, or excuse me, in Mississippi, and uh, put into a private school and then uh, sent to Old Miss. 
ended up going to play in the NFL, winning a Super Bowl. Uh, Michael Orr had uh, what a lot of people would consider to be a real rags-to-riches type of dream story. You know, this family took him in, adopted him, uh, and uh, and gave him the life that his family you know, just could not provide for him. Except maybe they didn't. Because it turns out that the family that supposedly adopted him, uh, the Tui family, they never actually adopted him. Uh, at the time that they suggested he become part of the family, he had already turned 18. And what Michael Orr alleges is that they told him because he was 18, they couldn't legally adopt him, that they could only put him into a conservatorship. They said this is the, the fastest and, and simplest way to make you a part of the family. Well, now, thanks to Britney Spears, everybody knows about conservatorships. Uh, and it turns out, and I know because I actually called an adoption agency in Mississippi, there's nothing stopping adults from adopting another adult when they turn 18. Uh, there was no legal justification for the Tuies to tell Michael Orr that they couldn't adopt him. But as conservators of Michael Tuie, that allowed, or excuse me, Michael Orr, that allowed them to control his finances, uh, to sign contracts on his behalf, and to make general life decisions for him. Again, he was over the age of 18. So I do find it a little bit suspect for that. Now, uh, Michael Orr is also claiming that he didn't make any money off of the, uh, the, the film, the, the blinds, or the, the, yeah, the blind side, uh, that was made about his life. Uh, it's been stated by the Tuies that uh, they received half of the fee that the author of the story received, and then they split it five ways between the parents, the two kids, and, and Michael Orr. Um, but uh, but now Michael Orr is claiming that only recently did he discover that he wasn't legally the child of the Tui family, and as a result of that, you know, he's upset and uh, he wants to get out of this conservatorship. I mean, the dude's 37. I, I can understand not wanting to be under a conservatorship anymore. But it begs the question, why would the Tuies lie? Uh, and did they take advantage of him? Is there a possibility that they did? I mean, yeah, there is a possibility. Um, but uh, Michael Orr, apparently, it's being said, that he attempted to shake down the Tui family for $15 million dollars recently, before this uh, situation where he actually filed this lawsuit and tried to get removed uh, from the conservatorship. So they've been involved in this battle recently uh, because Orr says that they did him dirty. It was a shady deal. Um, now, we don't know the full extent of, you know, what the Tuies profited from off of this kid. Uh, we don't really know much at all. And, of course, all of that's going to come out in the midst of the trial. But uh, from the lawyer uh, representing Michael Lord, the lie of Michael's adoption is one upon which co-conservators Lee Ann Tui and Sean Tui have enriched themselves at the expense of their ward, the undersigned Michael Orr. Now, I can tell you that the Tuies have written numerous books about their experience of taking in Michael and supposedly saving him from the clutches of, uh, of a bad family life. Uh, they claim that Orr's 
statements against them are outlandish uh, and that they never sought to profit off of him. It's uh, offensive and ridiculous. And in reality, they opened their home to Mr. Orr, offered him structure, support, and most of all, unconditional love. They have consistently treated him like a son and one of their three children. His response was to threaten them, including saying that he would plant a negative story about them in the press unless they paid him $15 million. Now, Orr has also claimed he received nothing out of that movie, more than $300 million earned from the film, claiming that the Chewies were each paid $225,000 plus of the film's defined net proceeds. If that is true, that's definitely not cool. And uh, that certainly would make me feel like I had been taken advantage of. Um, Now, they claim that they received a small advance from the production company and a tiny percentage of net profits. They say that any money they received, they divided up equally, and that included money that was given to Michael. Uh, and, uh, And again, they claimed that recently he tried to shake them down for $15 million. I guess that the dad uh, sold his business and uh, got a massive payout as a result of it. So at the end of the day, he wants out of the conservatorship. I think that he should be allowed to get out of the conservatorship. And if the Tuies actually did take advantage of this kid, uh, then I think they need to be held accountable. Oh. Okay. Now, somebody else who I think ought to get what's coming to him. Alec Baldwin. Turns out Alec Baldwin, who very recently seemed to just walk away scot-free from the killing of Helena Hutchins on the film uh, on, on the set of the film Rust, uh, may actually still face charges in this uh, shooting, the fatal shooting that led to the death of this young mother. Um, now, this is coming after a new analysis supports the theory that he indeed pulled the trigger when he fatally shot Helena Hutchins on the set, wounded her, and then killed her. The charges in April were dropped. That was in New Mexico. Uh, And uh, this was after he was charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter for Helena Hutchins' death. Uh, 42-year-old Helena Hutchins was shot and killed. Uh, Also injured was the 48-year-old director, Joel Souza. Uh, And, of course, this all happened back in October of 2021. I mean, we covered it quite extensively here on the channel at that time. Now, prosecutors recently requested a second analysis of the gun that Alec Baldwin used. I I think that anybody who knows anything about guns knows that uh, they're designed in a particular way. You know, it's not like he was using a Glock with a hair trigger and he, you know, tapped it against the wall and it just went off. I mean, he was using a a cowboy killer, a six shooter, uh, probably with a a fairly heavy draw on it. I mean, he would have had to specifically pull that trigger. So a firearms expert named Lucian Haig has now concluded Alec Baldwin uh, had used this gun. It had not been modified. And the only way it could have gone off is if he would have pulled the trigger. Although Baldwin denies ever pulling the trigger. Given these tests and now the findings and observations being reported, the trigger had to be depressed, had to be pulled sufficiently in order to release the fully cocked or retracted hammer of the evidence revolver. From an examination of the fired cartridge case and the operationally restored evidence revolver, this fatal incidence was the consequence of the hammer being manually retracted to its fully rearward and cocked position, followed at some point by the pull or rearward depression of the trigger. So, personally, I think that Alec Baldwin 
deserves to be treated in the same way that anybody else would. You know, they're going after the armorer on the set, claiming that she maybe somehow sabotaged the gun or something like that. I mean, clearly, she didn't know what she was doing. She should have known that there were live rounds on the set. Uh, And I think that she should be held liable for that. But Alec Baldwin took a woman's life. And he ought to be held responsible for that, too. I think that anyone who is responsible for the death of uh, a human life should be held responsible. And what's really sad is that we have yet another case of sudden and uh, seemingly healthy death coming at uh, the uh, expense of this young woman on screen here, 43-year-old young woman. Uh, Not only that, but also a former Olympic athlete, a British athlete. She's passed away. Due to unknown circumstances, sounds like a died suddenly scenario. I mean, what do we know? We know that uh, in the UK, in Britain, uh, they basically tried to inject everybody they could with that clot shot. Uh, you couldn't move around Europe unless you had the clot shot. Uh, we also know that they specifically went after uh, athletes and sports stars. Now, uh, she died, uh, at, at, uh, on yesterday, uh, at the age of 43. And they have not released her cause of death. Um, but they did say it was sudden and they were shocked by her passing. Uh, considering the fact that she was an athlete of some renown, she was, uh, an Olympian, very healthy. It's kind of weird that she would die. I mean, unless you know about people taking the clot shot and dying suddenly as a result of it. So she was working as a head principal at a primary school in England. And according to the Daily Mail, her family were at a large cottage on the banks of Lake Coniston. At the time she passed, she was found unresponsive in her dead Tuesday morning at 4 a.m. by her four-year-old daughter, Heidi. That's horrible. The daughter ran to get her father and said, Daddy, I can't wake Mommy up. And then the deceased's mother went in to check on her and knew immediately she was dead because she was cold to the touch. Uh, So I I have to say, you know, I mean, obviously we don't know that this is a died suddenly scenario, but it meets all the criteria of it. All right, you guys, I think we're going to leave it there because it's almost 630. Let me just do the final thank yous over here on the Foxhole. I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for supporting the program. We've got almost 3,000 people here watching over on Rumble and only 437 likes. If you are watching on Rumble, please do me a favor. Hit the like button. I would sincerely appreciate it. We got seven haters over there that have decided not to like it. I would really appreciate it if you guys could help me by offsetting uh, all of those dislikes and uh, letting people know that this is a program worth watching. Um, I also got a donation yesterday on Cash App from Spray and Pray. So I wanted to say thank you to Spray and Pray. Uh, He said, uh, Fanny means ass. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, it does. Also, Jeff, he he sent 10 bucks. He said, uh, for the trafficking book, he was my congressman patriot. So thank you very much to both of you. I sincerely appreciate that. And then also on Ko-Fi, let me just pull up Ko-Fi. And I can say thank you to the two people who donated there as well. Uh, okay, so that would be... Mm. Okay, so Two Feathers, thank you very much, bought me a coffee yesterday. 
Uh, Shrimp Richard bought me a coffee. Thank you very much. Uh, says, thank you for all you do. I sincerely appreciate that. Uh, and then that was the last one. So thank you to everybody who is supporting the show directly. And thank you to everybody who's here hanging out with us. Um, all right. So going over here to the foxhole, pilled.net, porpoiseful. Thank you for two cookies. Says, I agree. We still have a lot of red pilling to do. I think that any way we get there, it's uh, a path to the truth. And so we should embrace it. Doesn't mean that we have to sacrifice our own principles and morals. Doesn't mean that we have to support a candidate that we don't, uh, you know, want to see in office. But I think that we can support the fact that he's running against Joe Biden. I think that takes a tremendous amount of courage, especially in light of the fact that they will not give him Secret Service protection. Uh, and even, um, even uh, uh, Mike Pompeo is getting uh, protection. Asty Ball says, thank you for all you do. Much love. Uh, Filter Dog One dropped uh, a pair of shades for the book fund. Thank you. Duda Man says, we really appreciate all that you do. Thank you for that can. Filter Dog says, because none of the candidates has backed up Trump. And then LKW Cross dropped a pair of shades and Filter Dog One dropped a cookie as well. All right, you guys. Uh, thank you for being here. I will see you all tonight at 9 p.m on Badlands Media for another episode of Altered State with myself and Brad Getz. We're going to be talking about Manchurian candidates. Until that time, good luck and God bless. I'm going to pass out the gold pills now.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.